0: Hello listeners, welcome to Turns Out She's Psychic, the podcast. Spiritual musings. Sometimes
1: amusing. I'm Tracy. And I'm Laura.
2: Hello to our beautiful podcast, Coven. We are back with you for another episode of Turns Out She's a Witch and also Turns Out She's Psychic because we are having a little three way today <laughs> with our dear Tracy. Hi, you can, you can say hello. They can't see you.
0: <laughs> she's just waving at us. <laughs> she's so cute. She was distressed at taking screenshots, weren't you? <laughs> I was taking a photo of us. And
1: then, and I was like, Waving in the photo, it was so weird. Anyway, (laughs) it was very cute. (laughs) I'm still probably a little bit affected from the weekend. Mm, Brain's not working properly. (laughs) It's super exciting.
2: Excited, yeah, to have the three of us all back together again. The OG. It's been a while. It has. It has. It (laughs) has. So this episode was sparked by our recent weekend gathering where Tracy was at my house and noticed little labelled jars of rice on my bookshelf which I've been doing a little bit of an experiment over the last few months which I'll get into but this sparked a big discussion within our group of friends and then Tracy was saying some awesome insightful things and I was like, pause, stop it we'll do a (laughs) podcast (laughs) we need to record this (laughs) basically, yes so I'm basically doing a rice experiment. Some of you may have heard of it before, but I thought I would share some information about a book that inspired it. It's called The Hidden Messages in Water by Masuro Emoto. And here's the book bio. So it says, in this New York Times bestseller, internationally renowned Japanese scientist Masuro Emoto shows how the influence of our thoughts, words and feelings on molecules of water can positively impact the earth and our personal health. The book has the potential to profoundly transform your worldview. Using high-speed photography, Dr Masura Emoto discovered that crystals formed in frozen water reveal changes when specific concentrated thoughts are directed toward them. He found that water from clear springs and water that has been exposed to loving words show brilliant, complex and colourful snowflake patterns. In contrast, polluted water or water exposed to negative thoughts forms incomplete asymmetrical patterns with dull colours. The implications of this research create a new awareness of how we can positively impact the earth and our personal health. So basically in the book he conducts various experiments with distilled pure and tap water and when the water formed water crystals he added sound, music, words, EMF fields expose the water to various things as we humans experience all day and the results are pretty astounding. So I thought I'd just read a little bit from the book. I just want to give you guys a really good idea of what it's all about before we get Spirit and Tracy's (laughs) take on it. Yeah go on. So it says um, we first tried distilled water from a drugstore. This is about his experiments The results astounded us. Beethoven's pastoral symphony, with its bright and clear tones, resulted in beautiful and well-formed crystals. All the classical music that we exposed the water to resulted in well-formed crystals with distinct characteristics. In contrast, the water exposed to violent, heavy metal music resulted in fragmented and malformed crystals at best. But our experimenting didn't stop there. We next thought about what would happen if we wrote words or, or phrases like thank you and full on pieces of paper and wrapped the paper around the bottles of water with the words facing in. It didn't seem logical for water to read the writing, understand the meaning and change its form accordingly. But I knew from the experiment with music that strange things could happen. We felt as if we were explorers setting out on a journey through an unmapped jungle. The results of the experiments didn't disappoint us. Water exposed to thank you formed beautiful hexagon crystals but water exposed to the word "full" produced crystals similar to the water exposed to heavy metal music malformed and fragmented further experimenting showed us that water exposed to positive expressions like let's do it created attractive <laughs> well-formed crystals but water exposed to negative expressions like do it barely formed any crystals at all the lesson that we can learn from this experiment has to do with the power of words The the vibration of good words has a positive effect on our world, whereas the vibration of negative words has the power to destroy. So in the book it also has beautiful photographs of these ice crystals and one I found super interesting is lake water before and after a Buddhist healing prayer. At first it was really distorted, then after the prayer this beautiful shape Forms and it looks like light shining out of a galaxy or something mm. and I will post some pics to our socials of this uh, but in a nutshell his theory is our bodies are composed of 70% water by exposing various kinds of water to negative and positive words sights and sounds the water crystals reacted so imagine what we experience daily yet do not realize the impact impact of our words actions and behaviors so In the book, it also has um, a little part about how Japanese families conducted this experiment within their own homes with two jars of rice. So back on the 9th of September, we were cooking um, Buddy, some our little dog, some uh, rice to go in his gourmet bloody dog food because that's (laughs) what Boo feeds him. (laughs) And I was like, oh, rice, I'm going to do the rice experiment. So I got two little jars, identical jars sterilized and I put half filled with um, just boiled rice, plain boiled rice, you know, screwed on the lid. And then I put two stickers. So one of my jars says the most smart, beautiful, amazing jar of rice. (laughs) And then my other jar says the most stupid fucking shit jar of rice. (laughs) (laughs) And then I proceeded, even though my family thought I was absolutely mental, Every morning I would come out, I had them on the bookcase near each other, so in the same environment, and I would pick up the amazing jar of rice and I would say loving, kind things to it and really hold that intention. So I was like, you are so amazing. You're beautiful. You can do anything. I love you. (laughs) And, yeah, and then the fucking shit jar of rice I picked (laughs) up and I swore at, and I felt really bad, but I was like, you're a piece of shit. You can't do anything. (laughs) You're fucking dumb. Like, fuck you. We hate you. It's basically unleashed on this poor jar of rice. So I did that for a couple of weeks before I started to notice some changes. So about two weeks into it, I noticed the fucking shit jar started to have little bits of black mold in it um And I got pretty excited, and even more excited because my daughter Evie, that's studying a double science degree at Sydney University, told me it wouldn't work. And I'm like, "Ha! <laughs> Look, it's changing. <laughs> it's working." <laughs> and after a month, on the 11th of October, the amazing jar of rice had not changed, and there was really large black mouldy spots in the shit jar. And then another month and a half later, which was yesterday, 28th of November. The amazing, beautiful jar is fermenting, but still white and mold-free, and the fucking stupid shit jar is absolutely gross. It's um, yellow, decomposing, and has mm. massive moldy lumps all through it. So, I will post little videos and photos of my scientific experiment onto our socials. But it's astounding. I'm I'm shook that yeah. just my words each day have caused these massive changes. And um, yeah, I would love to get Tracy's opinion on all this.
1: Well, first of all, like Laura, you would know for sure when it comes to plants, like this isn't a new thing, you know, like when you talk to plants, the plants that you talk to and that you're nice to, they grow and they flourish and they mm-hmm. bloom and the plants that you ignore and, and don't pay attention to will wither away and die. It, it's the same kind of the same concept, I guess, or theory. Um but, um, it's interesting that like Evie, your daughter, um, and I, and I say this to you quite a bit in terms of like how spirit and science, like, it's so funny how young scientists or scientists that are lesser experienced don't get the relationship between spirituality and science. Cause there is such an overlap and they're kind of, they they're one in the same coin or they're, they're two sides to one, one whole, um, because, Everything that you're talking about really is vibration, because everything is a vibration. Everything is energy, and everything vibrates. So, whatever we talk about—words, or emotions, or intentions, um, actions—the the way that we say things, so our pitch, our tone, our volume, our speed—all of that in like is makes up a, a like a a whole. So, all of those pieces are the sum of the whole of the vibrational frequency that you put out. And if it's consistent, then um, it creates like a a vortex or a, um, a consistent momentum. So if our listeners can think of like a, a signal being sent out, instead of this signal going off, on, off, on, off, on, off, on, it's this consistently strong signal that's out there and Even when you're not saying it, the signal has enough strength to continue on its own. So, Mm -hmm. like it's like um, kinetic almost. So, like if you power, 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 or solar, like solar energy, if you heat it up and then the sun goes away, you still have power for however long you've absorbed that sun, that solar energy for. So it's the same thing for vibration. The the more consistent you are with the vibration, the the more strength it gathers and momentum it gathers. Almost like it compounds into itself to be able to do it itself, even when you're not saying it. So even when you're not saying things, it is still that rice is still continuing to carry the vibration inside of it. And sometimes it'll go down and then it'll come back up again and it'll go down and it'll come back up again, but it'll still be this consistent, really low vibration. And then with the amazing jar of rice, um, it would be doing the same thing with the positive vibration. And so that's why it's it over a period of time, even if you were to forget about the rice, um, it would still, you have, (laughs) it would still stay the same because the vibration would still carry so, ah. and this is how things like mold and things like that grow, you know, it's, it's just, just how it works. But when you, when you think about when you were saying about the body being like 70% water or whatever it was, our brain is, they think anywhere between 70 to 80% water. Wow. And so if your brain is water as well, um, water is a conductive, Force. So, like our body is, which is why the water gets affected so easily. But if your brain is that amount of water and you're thinking thoughts consistently that have a vibration that are affecting the water in your brain, this affects your mind. And so then your mind starts to think negatively. Mm. And it will go on the same kind of momentum solar energy kind of build-up surplus as anything else, which is why it's really hard sometimes for people when you've heard, like, you're a piece of shit, you're a piece of shit, you'll never amount to anything, you're a shit show, like, you know, who the fuck are you, all that kind of stuff. Even when you stop hearing people say it and you move to another country and people don't even know who you are, you still believe it about yourself because it's that residual. Yeah. Mm. So... When you think about what the author of the, the study in the book talks about in terms of the effect on mankind and the earth, absolutely, because over time and space um, the compounding momentum is everything when when you consider what's actually happening. So the way that you um, really need to, to I guess, Turn the tide or be mm. able to turn the balance back um, is through intention, and so just the way that it works in the negative, it will work in the positive, which you've seen with the with the, the amazing jar of rice and the stupidly fucking shit jar of rice. <laughs> so, but you can't fake intention because, like, I it's like when someone just says, um, "Sure, you know that's a great idea," but inside their vibration is going, "That's a fucking shit idea." <laughs> Mm, there yeah. is a there is a contradiction that's going on, and therefore you're going to get shapes, like if we look at those icicles, you're all those those snowflake particles. When you start looking at what you're going to get is like um, a line going this way, and then it'll be just like, no, I want to go this way. It's like being pulled in all directions. Mm. So it can can never create a symmetrical or a complete uh shape. So if we think about like when you're talking about the hexagons and all of that, like if we think about sacred geometry, mm-hmm. it's because like it, those, those shapes are created, especially in snowflakes, you know, like they're perfect geometry. Um, it's because the, the frequency of mother nature is perfect. It's truth. It doesn't, it's not contradicting with anything. It's just going with its flow. Mm-hmm. So humans contradict ourselves like we we contradict ourselves with our thoughts our feelings and our words all the time which is why working spiritually on yourself to make sure that you can come into a sense of authenticity even if authentically you are sad or pissed off or disappointed or feeling rejected or angry the fact that it is authentic still vibrates at truth And truth will still create a perfect sacred geometrical shape. Truth will still create a loving vibration because it's truth and it's loving and kind to be truth. So it's about making sure. It's not like we don't want to get all like kumbaya and sweet and you're amazing and beautiful and pretty (laughs) and you're so talented and you're the best. You know, we we don't need to be like that in order to create a mold-free environment, so to speak. But what we do need to do is get to the point where we we are in a coherent um, frequency or vibration so that our momentum continues forward, um, creating and projecting and producing a, a vibrational frequency that is sustainable because it is our truth. So mm. if you think about like heavy metal music or which happens to be one of my favorites, but at the same, same. time, you know, when I, <laughs> I know, but when I like, when I, it's interesting because when I work, I listen to classical music. Mm. So like, if you go, I look like a schizophrenic inside of, or like some kind of like split personality inside of my playlists, because In my day-to-day work, it is cello, violin, classical, Mozart, Chopin, Schubert, all of those, you know, classicals, and I cannot work with heavy metal. But outside of work, I can't listen to classical music because my mind is too dynamic and my body is too dynamic. But when I'm still, I need to listen to, when I need my mind to be still, I need to listen to music that flows and is structured, not all contradictory so when we think about um over time and space if you were to um continue doing that experiment until the day you died you know or until the malt like the rice completely evaporated because that's eventually what would probably happen probably to both of them what we would see is that but just at different times what we would see is that both of them end the same they disappear Mm. But their experience of life or their experience of the journey was completely different. Yeah. So we all end the same. We will all die and we will <laughs> all go back and we will all do it again. And it, it all works out the same. But the journey that you take is entirely up to your vibrational frequency and how how hard you work or how, how deliberate and intentional and consciously aware you are to... Really, bring forth the ability to speak the truth.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a big one. And so, when you speak to the rice, you know it's a fucking jar of rice. Yeah, it's not like <laughs> a little it bit is the mental most... at
2: times. I was standing there going, "What am I doing?" Like I am literally <laughs> <Yeah>. standing here <laughs> at a jar of <laughs> rice. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's like it's the it's the rice's experience of life. Okay, whatever. Like you know, it's <laughs> it, 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 you're speaking the truth to the rice. The rice isn't the most talented rice on the planet. Like and it's not no. beautiful, like rice is just fucking rice. Yeah, yeah. But that just shows you the effect that we have, not just on people, but the effect mm. that, and, and animals, but the effect that we have on our environment. Big time. Yeah, that's what So if you're me. sitting in a room and your thoughts are consistently fucking stupid jar of rice type thoughts and your emotions are like that then it's likely that you're a hoarder it's likely that your your curtains are closed and you don't have fresh air it's likely that there's dust everywhere it's likely that your environment is going to reflect the vibrational frequency that you're sending out and vice versa Mm. if we look at your home your home is bright and airy and open now. <laughs> bright yeah, now. and airy and open. <laughs> um and clean, you know, and um and it's a and it's environment that at its core is loving. You mm. know, it's not without its shit as with everywhere is, but the core of it is loving. And so this is the vibrational frequency that you have the momentum the strongest because you are consistently loving. And you're inconsistently angry, so mm. the the um, the weight tips in in far favor of the consistently loving because that's who you are at your very core. Mm. So, environments where you see certain things, you know, you might go into someone's home, but then in a certain person in that home's bedroom. Is so different to the rest of the house. It go, it shows you a reflection of what's what their consistent vibrational frequency is for them. Yeah, like it will tell sense. you it. Mm. And then how you can affect change and how you can actually influence people to affect change without really going in at the most obvious site or the most obvious point of entry to talk to that person. So if the person's like not coming out of their room and there's food and empty packets of rubbish and dirty clothes and you know the blinds are shut and it, whatever it is if it's a, just a big fucking mess like my 14 year old son's room but that's just 14 as <laughs> <laughs> a teenager it's very different but if you've got like an older you know like if, 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 if it's more of a reflection of their personality and and their quality of life at the time you're not going to go into them and speak to them about what are you doing with your life? You know, you like, mm. you're fucking doing nothing. You're wasting your life away. You're not earning any money. You don't have a job. You're never going to meet anyone. You're going to be single for the rest of your life. You know, you're not a contributing member of society. <laughs> that is the easiest point of entry. And it's all it's going to do is carry on the momentum of the mold that's already growing. mm. So what you yeah. need to do is think about okay, this person or this environment is a complete reflection of the underlying consistent vibrational frequency that is existing and sustaining inside of this environment that this this center person or thing has the most effect on. So it is it is the primary um, or, or the the dominant energy force in that space, and so you've got to think about what is if that is how that person is vibrating or um, being consistently, sustainably sending that out to, then their emotions must be doing this, which means the meaning they've given something is this. And so we need to go all the way back to go to the, the, the lowest point of entry, which is often the most invisible point of entry and the one that most people don't feel equipped enough to be able to talk about. But it's actually just human nature and most people will say, um, you know, you'd need to be a counsellor or a psychologist or a psychiatrist to to deal with that responsibly. No, you just need to be human and understand emotions and you need to just allow people to feel safe to express their emotions. And Mm -hmm. if you can go, I mean, obviously, you know, in a not, and and that was very generalised and probably a little bit irresponsible of me to say, but, you know, with all respect, you know, you you don't just go in and poke the bear, and then and and not to someone who you know cannot cope with the with the opening of the Pandora's box. But if you go in there, you've got to think about my goal is to create the beautiful, amazing jar of rice. What I'm seeing is the fucking disgusting, moldy jar of rice. I've got to create a sustainable thing underneath. And so, how do I do that? I start telling them how amazing they are. I start looking at all of the good things. I start looking at the beautiful things. I start helping them see what what, what they've maybe've never seen, or maybe what I forget is actually there because all I'm doing is promoting what's there and, and taking with what my eyes see. And I'm not uh, like I'm letting my eyes dictate how I feel and think as opposed to how I think and feel. At the core about this person. So, what is my authentic truth about this person and their experience of life, as opposed to what does the mold tell me that I should be thinking and feeling?
2: Mm.
1: Does that make sense?
2: It does. It does. Yeah. Questions? Very profound.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say, gosh, I'll I'll spend the next
2: few hours thinking about that. (laughs) Yeah, it's powerful. It's really powerful. And I think that's what this experiment showed me just how powerful our thoughts intentions words are and I think it's been a big lesson for me in the last few months it's even how I talk to myself I've been more Especially mindful of it since that. doing this Especially and yeah. you know just little offhand comments that you know I might drop something and oh fuck I'm an idiot like just little things like that and it's like no gotta stop I have to stop doing that because it's I'm not an idiot I just mm. dropped something like it's just little things like that and also um Another big thing that's come on my radar since doing this is consciously consuming. I didn't realise how much things affect me. I am very sensitive, but even <laughs> the television shows that I choose to watch, the reels that I choose to watch, the conversations I choose to be engaged in, the people that I choose to hang out with, the food that I choose to put in my body. Um, I think I was talking to you about like even I got in a habit of drinking a couple of glasses of wine every night. just don't. out of pure habit. But yeah. I kind of got to a point where I'm like, this isn't supporting me. It's not actually supporting me anymore. Why am I choosing to do this? So I guess it flipped things around for me about I choose everything that I consume that I then put out into the world, if that makes sense. Of course. That's one of the,
1: yeah, that's one of the um, biggest responsibilities that humans have. We are the only, only living thing on the planet that has choice. Mm. Yeah wow it's, it's and profound so, when you, you realize yeah. that and that's that's where your conscious awareness comes in to help you make choices that have the best intention or you feel is the best intention at your moment of awareness so whatever you can have an awareness and it's like when they say no better do better i mean it's much easy it's it's very easy like you know that drinking two glasses of wine you knew that before you had that awareness Mm. And it's not like you didn't, um, but we will use our choice to go against us or for us at any given point to depend on what serves us and what we want and how we feel. And so what our baseline standard is, so the difference between me and you and you and me and you and you is the standards that we have for ourselves. And so the standard that I have myself is very different to you guys. It's not better than, it's just different and vice versa. Like, same. Same. But what you have for your standard um, will generally determine your most consistent and sustainable frequency of vibration. And so when you have those awarenesses of uh, so you said conscious consuming, uh, same like but I call it conscious nutrition. And so everything that I consume that is it, it's my nutrition. So when mm-hmm. I think about when I when I say that word, It's like, well, does this nourish me? Mm. As opposed to consuming and using or Mm. taking, it's more like it's flipping that script of if I say conscious nutrition straight away, I'm like, well, I know that's not nourishing me and does that meet my standard? And you kind of guilt trip yourself into a better choice of your standard. But when you say about um, the being consciously consuming you've you've got to think about going back to the brain being you know almost 80 percent water your brain tells your body what to do with what you're consuming and including not just the food and the tv and all that kind of stuff but the emotions that you're consuming from others the words and the vibration that you're consuming from others so the people that you hang around with the, the the topics of conversation that you have those though they're sacred spaces they have their own vibrational frequency going on and you're going in and having a meal chowing down on gossip or you're chowing down on negativity or um judgment or um whatever that's negative you may as well just had a plate of fucking shit rice with mold on it you know like it's 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 it's, kind of like that and so if you can think about your brain being seventy percent water, but your brain also controlling the rest of your body's system, so it controls your, it tells your body what to do, how to process things—the nervous system, the digestive system, the metabolic system, all the systems that it has, the immune system, everything that it has. If your water is eighty, if your brain is eighty percent water and it's vibrating as the fucking shit jar, what mm. system? Like, what are your systems doing for your body? They're not processing um they're not processing at the at the um at the the ultimate level that they could be processing they're not digesting they're not metabolizing they're not um responding they're not breaking down and that is how disease is formed mm. that is that is how things go wrong that's that's why when you grow up in an angry environment with a lot of unresolved anger inside of you and you hold it you will get cancer you will because your brain is holding this negativity and eventually it will have to physically manifest into what we know as cancer. There are other things that turn into cancer, but cancer is simply and, and you know, forgive me for simplifying in this sense, but everyone will know what I mean hopefully, but it's really just the end result of frequencies that have just been fed and fed and fed and fed and fed. And fed that are physically manifested into something that we as humans don't consciously know how to reverse yet. Mm. Yeah, that's massive. So isn't it? if if, if your brain is receiving that, it's like this, this pool of water and you're not thinking about how it's vibrating and, and how you're talking to it or how the rest of the world is talking to it and affecting it, then you're not you're not being consciously deliberate about your physical form either. Mm. Yeah, it's you know it's all about the majority. You can't you can't have a cup of water and then pour and then put a drop of red food coloring in and not turn the whole cup of water pink or like pale mm, red. A good point. You that's can't a very just good point. Put it in there and and just isolate like the teeniest, tiniest bit, it, it will cover the whole thing.
2: Yeah. He actually talks about not that in the book but about homopathy, you know, how they add just a drop yep. into the water. So that does come up in the book as well about how that water takes on
1: that one drop. Exactly. And so you mm. have to think about what you are consistently and sustainably holding on to in your cup. Mm. With your body and your brain being a cup, and your heart as well is a cup. Like there's there's all different cups. That's so what really are you, what are your cups at... of water doing? What what color wow. are they? What are they vibrating at consistently? So which which which? So your brain, your heart, your body, um, your soul, your spirit. If they were all cups of water, what what is consistently on a daily, weekly, hourly? monthly yearly schedule being dripped into your cup and how can you get rid of that drip how can you turn it off how can you eliminate it or how can yeah. you make it better
2: are they being cleansed or are they being stagnant or are they festering or are they yeah, yeah. gosh are a, they being yeah. visual about. So, <laughs> yeah? yeah oh actually exactly. that's what else I wanted to bring yeah. up was in the book There is another experiment um, where he does three jars of rice. One is, um, you know, all the hateful messages. One is all the loving messages. And then one is just completely ignored. And intriguingly, the completely ignored one gets even
1: worse than the one that's sworn at. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, because we, as a species, we need to be loved or we die. So without love, we perish. We you know we can't thrive. You know, Laura, with babies and stuff. Like, if a baby's born and they're not loved and nurtured, they'll die. Yeah, they, they'll fail they, to thrive. Yep, they need yeah, and it, connection. Any they need to be species. held. Yep. Yeah, you fail to thrive, and it's the same thing. You can't ignore it because it it will make itself become um, the most important thing to you because it will wither and, and cause a big problem. It will die or it will it will force itself to to your attention. Mm. So if you ignore something, if you it's just like weeds in the garden. You ignore it, they'll grow, you know, they'll take over. You've Gosh, got to tend to it they every day. Ever.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly do fire. Oh out. my goodness. <laughs>
1: and really quick please yeah yeah and like one minute it's not there and the next minute it's like holy shit where'd that come from yeah Mm. or all you need is a couple of days worth of rain and boom it's out of control yeah yeah
2: yeah I would love to jump back to the vortex kind of analogy of Because it's true, like when I first started this experiment, I was very consistent that first two weeks, every morning I would, you know, have my coffee and then I'd go over to the bookcase and I'd speak to my jars. But then obviously (laughs) once they started changing and I got all excited, but then I did kind of lose interest. And now I might do it, you know, once a week or just whenever I notice them, but they're still progressing along. So that really intrigued me when you said that that energy is already kind of being set forth into motion.
1: Well, it's like if you, if you hear it enough, you believe it. The rice has heard it enough, it believes it and purely mm. because it's a, it's a vibration. The vibration believes it. That's the only vibration that it's been fed. It's holding that.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I guess um, another question would be if there's any listeners out there that feel that they are the shit jar of rice, how can you then turn yeah turn the tide? Yeah, you so, that in the ocean.
1: <laughs> you've got to really so there's that saying that if you change the way you look at something the thing that you're looking at changes okay mm. so if the thing that you're looking if you change the way that you're looking at something the thing that you're looking at changes um so in other words um there are many different ways to see the same thing. The way that I see something is not the way that you each see something and same in return. The way that you need to see something is not the way I need to see something. So we all get different meanings and lessons out of what we're both seeing at the same time. So we might both see someone get killed in front of us, but the thing that I'm supposed to take from it is something that's different to the thing that you're supposed to take from it. You know, you might grow up in a war-torn country and Um, you end up becoming a human rights activist and saving all these people and I end up going and joining the war because it's all I know. You you never know why people are supposed to see it but there's never one true way of really seeing it. It all comes down to the expression of how you're supposed to see it and if you're not seeing it the way that it is supposed to be seen then you will be suffering. So spiritually we are not here to suffer. Suffering is a human choice. So if you are growing mould and you think that you are the fucking shit jar of rice or you feel like you've been told you're the shit jar of rice and maybe deep down you know you're not but you don't know how to change it because everyone around you keeps telling you the shit jar of rice, really it comes down to recognise, well, there is no such thing as a shit jar of rice. That's suffering. And unfortunately there's no real easy way um, out because you have to want to choose differently so this is where that choice comes down you like we can't want it more for you than you want it for yourself so we can't want you to believe that you are an amazingly beautiful mold free jar of rice you've got to choose to want that in order to shift the momentum you you can't and This is where I've talked about in the past. I've been really transparent about the fact that when I went through my shit jar of rice shift to my good jar of rice in my personal self, um, I couldn't do it for myself. I didn't make the choice to go to the beautiful jar of rice for me. I did it for other people in my life before it became a choice that I could make about me because my vibration was so shit. My vibration was like the ignored jar of rice. Like it was next level death. And so I was so low that I couldn't choose myself. So I chose others. So there's a few different steps you can choose. And the thing is that, you know, if you are identify if you're listening and you do identify as a jar of rice or the ignore jar of rice, um, give yourself a little bit of the benefit of the doubt as well to think maybe you're like you're better off thinking maybe I'm not as bad as what I think I am than thinking I'm much worse than. What I am. So you're better off being optimistic than pessimistic in this instance. Because if you've got a little bit of optimism, that's good. Because a little bit of optimism is goes a long, long way. It has a huge effect. It will compound really quickly. A little bit of pessimism will take a little bit longer to get to where you can start to feel the optimism. Is that making sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Completely. once you start doing that, you know, identify some of the things that you can do to elicit um the feelings that are the amazing you're so good at this whatever and it could be that you're saying it to your cat or your dog or your horse or your bird or the lizards outside it could be that you're saying it to the plant or the tree it could be saying you 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 could be reading books where it's all just this beauty and love and kindness it's about learning to consume those emotions and getting yourself to feel them because your your conscious, your subconscious mind doesn't know whether you're actually experiencing something or not. So I could tell you a story and I could just say, hey, um, the, the cat across the road got run over by a car this morning and it was so sad. Like all the kids saw it because they were waiting at the bus and you know, it, it was horrible. They were all crying and it was really sad. And you'll feel sad. You'll be like, oh, my God, like those poor kids. And then I'll just go, actually, I was just lying. <laughs> that didn't happen. But you, what I said to you, your subconscious, you can lie to your subconscious mind. I just want to make it feel something. So I can make it feel whatever the fuck I want to make it feel by just telling it a story.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs> so, a proper training te- popular training technique with um, athletes and what, and they do visualizations by way of practice because they can't get all the practice hours in that they need so they'll visualize doing something in a perfect way tricks Correct. the mind into mm. just extra practice hours
1: yep and your body goes through the motions your emotions go through the feels emotions real. and mm. it feels real and it you're you, you it don't real. know yeah. whether it yeah so your emotions your subconscious mind which is going to tell your body how to feel which is going to decide determine what you do doesn't mm. know whether you're lying or not So this is where that choice has got to happen. You've got to choose to be able to say to yourself, I'm going to only say this to myself instead of this for 100 days straight or, you know what, just today and then just tomorrow and then just the next day. You, You do whatever you need to do one day at a time, one hour at a time, whatever it is, but you've got to make the choice to recognize that You've got to climb up a ladder outside of this like deep well. You've got to take that one step. No one's coming to push you up. No one's going to come and give you a boost. However, if you are moving one step at a time, when someone, you will get to the point where someone will come and give you a boost. Someone will come and just say, wow, you've improved. Wow, you've lost a shit ton of weight. Wow, what have you done to yourself? Wow, like you look amazing. Wow, why are you in such a good mood? You will have it because you're going to start to attract the things that you get on that level. So in my life, it's very rare, touch wood, that I hear anything negative because I don't talk about negative on a consistent basis. It's very rare that anything really touch wood, anything lately bad happens because I'm not doing anything bad and I'm not focusing on it. You probably don't see it that way either. Like when you're met with
0: challenges, you see it as an opportunity to do something differently rather than that's a big one. Yeah. Looking at it in a negative way.
1: Yeah. But me, of all people, you know, go back 10 years ago when I was definitely not like that. Like I had to climb myself out, and then the momentum gathers. And before you know it, it becomes who you are. And going Mm. down to the bottom, you have so much respect for that depth, for that fucking shit jar of rice that you you will lovingly say no thank you. Mm. Like no I won't do that because that is that is not okay. So you end up getting to an awareness, a conscious awareness where you know how bad that was or is and you don't want to give it you don't want to even look at it. You don't want to give it any of your attention whatsoever because you know how quickly that momentum will gather if you keep giving it attention. Mm. So I know you're doing this experiment and I know that it's opening up some amazing things, but what you're actually doing is still creating a vortex of negative momentum. Yeah, I need to get this jar of ice out of my house, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I think the point is that you've learned the lesson, you've understood the experiment and you've really, you've really, really understood it. Your conscious has been expanded mm. because of it. And now it's just like, well, fuck, like, why do I want to be standing at a corner in my room yelling obscenities and telling something how disgusting it is and keeping it in my house? Yeah, very
2: good point. Very good point. I am going to dispose of the disgusting fucking shit jar of rice today after this conversation. (laughs) I'm going to let it go. It's been nearly three months it's been with me. Uh, But I must admit, yeah, it's it's helped me really get a grasp. on certain things that weren't working for me, like even the wine thing, coming back to that. Like I know I'm not an alcoholic, but I've been able to consciously shift and go, no, I don't want to drink through the week anymore. And since I made that decision, I thought it would be super hard because I do love a good glass of red wine. I love it. I enjoy it. It's, you know, like people have chocolate, I have a glass of red wine. But since I consciously made that choice, Really surprisingly, I'm craving herbal tea in the afternoon and it's like switched to freaking tea and I'm like, who am I? But it's, <laughs> it's amazing. It's like, wow, just that conscious choice of going, no, that's not for me, it's not serving me, I'm only going to have a wine on the weekend, like when I'm, you know, social with people and through the week I'm just going to drink water and tea and I actually crave it now. Yeah, so it's it's amazing how powerful yeah. our minds are, I guess. Yeah.
1: And that's just Mm. the, that was just choice. Yeah. That was just a choice. And so you can make choices when you're ready or beyond ready, but you can also make choices when you're not ready to stretch yourself. But the best time to do the best time to make those choices is when you've got people around you who will support you to make those choices. So, Mm. you know, like for example, if you were, um, you know, on a trip in Italy, away, that would not be the best time to make that decision because everything's going against you or around you. (laughs) Or if your, if your husband would drink a bottle of red wine every night or a couple of glasses every night, then obviously it's, he's not going to be supporting you in yours because it's going to be too easy to say yes, or you're going to be sitting there. So you kind of, if you're, if you're making choices that, you know, are better choices for you, it's that next rung up or that next, next right choice. If it feels like a stretch because you're not ready yet or you're beyond ready, if if you're not those options, then tell your best friend, tell your partner, Mm. tell your kids, tell your colleagues that this is what you're doing and that you need them to support you in it or help you rather than go against it Um, until you can start making those choices without anybody's validation or anyone's support. It's just, you know what, this is my standard for myself and I say no to that or Mm. I say yes to this. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it will happen. It happens really quickly because your intention is to go with it and go with the stream rather than paddling against it for the sake of it or paddling against it because it's the only thing that you know how to do. Trust me, turn around and float and you'll you'll know how to float. You might think you can't or that you don't know how or that you were never taught. Trust me, you're gonna float. Like the only the only reason you have a fear of sinking is because you know that if the, the direction that you're going in, if you stop, you will sink and die. Stop going in that direction and turn around and go with the flow, go with the ease and the grace, and there, there is no sinking and drowning. In fact, you can just stand up and touch the bottom at all mm-hmm. times.
2: We often forget that, though, I think, as humans, don't we? Well, that's, We like to struggle
1: sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love to swim against exactly. the tide but and that's that's that spiritual relationship if you have one you know you can always stand up mm. at any point yeah it's true well, yeah
0: and even making little choices to set yourself up for a big one like if if you found it hard giving up two glasses of wine, you could give up one. <laughs> to be mm, true. true. Have little true. quick wins that gain momentum that way. Great
1: point because well, that's, that's well, all you need.
0: You just support, need a win. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And even if, you but, know, you're a, talking about the shit jar of rice analogy, learning why... You are that way. Like that, that first awareness of how you got there sometimes empowers you to choose something different. It'll give you a hint as to just even knowing how you got there or exploring the reasons why why you believe that might lead you to working out what's best for you to choose different.
1: Yeah, and that's that's, that's a, a really that's a really valid point. Um, however, it's one that is. Um, it's it's a vulnerable place to put yourself in yeah well you You might go backwards in order to go forwards Mm, yeah mm. and that's one like when I was saying before about like if if you go in at no go into the bottom you just got to create a safe environment to be able to talk about emotions people just need to be humans and talk about emotions you know like the creator never said well we're going to send you down but we're going to create this job called a psychologist that's going to be able to help you figure this shit out. No, mm. humans created psychologists because we stopped being able to get in touch with our emotions and speak freely. Mm-hmm. And um, the, but the relationship
0: can, between our emotions and our thought patterns.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But if you if you try and um, share what's happened to you or why you believe a certain thing about yourself that got you into the shit jar of rice in the first place, um, sometimes we, you, I believe that it has to be combined with a conscious awareness, um, and a a certain mentality that's developed through conscious awarenesses, or, or an awakening of conscious awareness, or an expansion of conscious awareness, um, to be able to to write to to be able to end and derive a new meaning. You know, like I, I really believe that because I spend my days giving people new ways of looking at things. So the thing that look at change, I give them new meanings Mm. for why, why something's happened to them. It's almost impossible unless you have a spiritual relationship, my personal opinion, or someone who is further along than you, a guide, like a me, Mm. it is almost impossible for you to be able to come up with a different, um, answer or, um, solution to what you've got if you're just going around with the same stuff that you've got.
0: Mm, you have to be injected
1: with something different to get a different answer. You, Yeah. Like, and, and that's why, you know, like downloads or divine interventions or spiritual awakenings um, or when the same someone can say the same thing over and over and over again and then and you never get it and then someone comes and says the exact same thing using the exact same words but it's a different person to hear person. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. timing mm-hmm. as well. You know, sometimes we're not supposed to have certain things be um, awakened to something or have the light uh, exposed or be um enlightened to something at this point in time like the answer is not supposed to be there yet because we have to do this piece of the puzzle first before that piece arrives. Mm. So we can be really um it if if you're if you think that you're a shit jar of rice, I would not suggest trying to figure out why you think you're a shit jar of rice until mm. you are at the point where you feel feel like you're actually a beautiful jar of rice and Different then start jar. to look at it mm, mm, yeah so like mm. I will never do work on people's trauma or people's reasons for being a shit jar of rice while they think they're a shit jar of rice I will always raise their vibration and then go in and mm. so you know what, what do you think that spot of mold came from and I will talk to them from that beautiful jar of rice not the shit jar of rice it makes perfect sense yeah, um, And that's what I was saying, you know, going into a room with someone who is obviously thinking that they're a shit jar of rice, you don't tell them that they're a shit jar of rice to try and get them to realise that they're a shit jar of rice because they're not going to change because they think they're a shit jar of rice. They're already there. Correct. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you can't give them more shit and expect them to create something beautiful out of more shit. Yeah. You have to start giving them something beautiful so that they can start getting new ingredients and that's, then yep. show them how it's done. mm So there there are so many different ways, but if if our listeners, if you're thinking that you're a shit jar of rice or ignored jar of rice, fake it till you make it is my best piece of advice. Um, And really that's like use other people's, listen to people, talk about their transformation from shit to beautiful jar of rice or ignored to beautiful, read books about it, read fictional stories about it, watch movies about it, go outside and just tell the plants that they're beautiful, tell your animals that they're beautiful because usually people who are shit jars jars of rice or who believe that they are shit jars of rice or ignore jars of rice, they're usually empaths as well. So they usually have an animal, um, a cat or a dog or something that they they have, it's their companion, Um, and they will usually love them more than anything so unconditionally. You know, they will feed them literally with love. Um, because they know that they're they're sympathetic and empathetic to what that what that living being needs, and so pay attention to that present moment of giving that animal love or whatever it is love, um, and recognize that the fact that that animal is receiving it that that animal is showing you. So I have um, a client of mine who's also inside the Sync membership. Um, and she lives overseas in, in the United States and she's an older lady. Um, and her wife died a couple of years ago and that kind of led her on this spiritual path of awareness and awakening and led her to me. And, um, she has dogs that like her, her, her and her wife, Suze, their, 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 their children were their dogs. And so, and they're, and they've got a donkey named Pearl. <laughs> um, and, um, When we went through this kind of self-acceptance and and self-love stage of healing with with this client, um, one of the things that I used for her was was her pets and her dogs and how getting getting to realise that they are teachers for her. They're showing her how to receive love. They're showing her how easy it is to be a lap dog they're showing her how easy it is to make you happy like it really is so simple to be loved receive love and give love it really is we just we we make the hoops and the fire hoops and the the hedges we we make it all hard we we put those obstacles that determine how how difficult it is to give love receive love and be loved and so i just told her for, you know, her week's homework at that point, this is a couple of years ago, her week's homework was to just be like a dog, like be like your dogs and just have a try of how easy it is to make you happy. Mm. Like just realise how easy, how happy it is, how happy you make them just by being you. They see the real you, they hear the real you, they feel the real you and they love you unconditionally. That that is That is how spirit is. That is how we need to be. We need to we if if we can love our children unconditionally and we can love others unconditionally, when we, we think we are, but we're not. We cannot you have to love yourself unconditionally before you can actually love others. You have to love yourself before you can love others. You have to believe that you're beautiful before you leave something else as beautiful, truly. Otherwise you've just got like a filtered lens of it or what you think is beautiful, but it's not really beautiful, but it's just what you know it to be as beautiful. Like it's what you believe beautiful is because you haven't experienced more beautiful or more Mm -hmm. beauty. Like it's like love. It's like, oh, I thought I couldn't love any more. And then I had children or I thought I couldn't love my child more and then I had grandchildren, and it's like we're always superseding something and our expectation of something because we haven't ever swum that far before, or we haven't dove that dive that deep before. We haven't experienced it until we experience it. We don't know that we haven't experienced it. Yeah, so relevant. Mm. Yeah. So some people shit jar of rice, ignore jar of rice. It feels like it's a lot further to come, but it's actually much more profound healing. And, and that's what I believe you're here to do. If you think you're a shit jar of rice or ignored jar of rice, you're actually here in this lifetime because your soul, your spirit put up its hand to your soul and just said in this lifetime, I am going to heal. I'm going to have the most profound lifetime of healing this lifetime. And I'm going to do it. And so that moldy jar of rice or that ignored jar of rice, is presenting itself for you to have this profound healing experience. not for you to sit in suffering. Suffering is your choice. It's not what your spirit or the universe is wanting for you. It's just what you're feeding. And spirit doesn't feed it. Spirit, the universe does because the universe is science. It's energy. It has to, what it, what you put out, you get back. It's the law of vibration. But your spirit does not feed it. That's why it feels so bad. That's why it hurts. When your spirit feeds something, it feels good. Mm. True. And the momentum for spirit, (laughs) spirit works hand in hand with universe. So the minute that you start feeding your spirit or the minute that you start recognizing that your spirit is feeding something because it feels good, the universe works with that like that that has a momentum that's like a booster it's like super mario kart and you swallow a magic <laughs> mushroom and off you fucking go you're on a trip
0: you're on the and you're extension like... booster <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, around. Then, and you and you meet fun people you have fun experiences you're like oh my god this is next level and it feels so good it feels like you're love bombing yourself like the universe and spirit is love bombing you mm. good good the universe feeds like the universe will give you a thousand dollars for every dollar you put in if it's spirit if it if it's negative the universe just gives you what you put in so it just always stays the same which is why negative equals negative equals negative equals negative equals negative
2: yeah Mm. which is why i am putting this jar of rice in the
1: bin after this (laughs) no more of that in my house Love that. thank it though make sure you I thank it
2: definitely make listen. sure that you give
1: it yeah because it has given you uh, an awareness it's given you it's taught you something and without it you you wouldn't know it the way that you know it you wouldn't really really truly understand it at an awareness conscious level if it wasn't for that moldy jar of rice
2: yeah, well, I am a very and, visual person, so I think, even for my family, mm, it's been profound for all of us on some level, I feel. Exactly. for them that. to look at and watch it and go, shit, okay, like well, this is real, it's happening in front of our eyes, literally.
1: Yeah, yeah, and try and come up with another explanation and you can't, like, yeah. prove that it's not real. But also, like, and this might sound a little bit much, but maybe not to the witch listeners, I don't know, but think about as well, like, if you want to go on a deeper level, um, think about the fact that that rice, like you, 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 it was cooked rice? Yeah, just some boiled yep. rice. Yep. yep. So from the same, from the same bowl, the same, same batch, saucepan? Same yeah, same bowl. Yep. Same spoon. Yep. yep. Exactly the same. Everything. The rice, the jar, the lid, mm-hmm. the sand that made that glass jar, the water that went into boiling that jar the spoon, the label, the texture that went on, all of that has sacrificed itself for your lesson. Mm. Yeah. All that energy has been sacrificed. Like it is, it has made a sacrifice for you because it believes that you're worthy of that. And so it's the same with anything, you know, like spirit or the divine or whatever you, God, whatever you want to call it. Even Mother Nature, Father Sun, you know, Grandfather Sun and Father Sky and Grandmother Moon and Mother Nature, like they all are a part of the divine that is a oneness, and you are part of the oneness, and everything is making everything better and better and better and better. And so, even the mold knows that it has a purpose that is part of the divine plan. It transmutes to love and it has transmuted to love because now you've got a deeper love for yourself. So mm. mould equals love and, and the rice that shows it is, is an expression of love. It just looks ugly, smells bad and probably don't want to open the lid in no, case the to. release <laughs> a, another version of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> no more it's a, possibility. Possibility for a while. <laughs> No, but, no, I will, so even I will definitely do a ritual. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. even in grossness, ugliness, what we perceive as disgusting, awful, wretched, mm-hmm. gross, there is love and there is beauty, and there is purpose and there is reason and there is consistency and there is a bigger plan. And it knows yeah. it. Mm. so you always got to thank it that's why I thank everything ever that I anything that I ever held that didn't serve me I thank it so much that it stayed there and stayed there and stayed there until I was able to start holding it so it did serve me so you could release it as well
0: up until that point Mm. correct and going back Powerful. to the witchy way of things, and even the the wheel of the year and the seasonality of things, and recognizing there's a time for everything, and going back to how the rice um, grew in the crop, yeah. and going back to the water and how yeah. um, how dense we are of water, and on a monthly basis, the the lunar. Um, movement affects the tides it affects how much water is drawn up into plants and when is the right time to plant when is the right time to yield the crop when is the right time to nourish ourselves and and whatnot so living in sort of symbiotic relationship to all of that and the timing of everything and being aware of how that affects us even the way the moon moves you know the tides—it's a thing. If we're made of water, the same thing's going on mm. internally, and there's nothing that we can change. We're a part of that world, you know. Just living, just choosing to live with it as well, rather than fight against it, like you were saying, Tracy. Whether you're floating yeah. or just trying a part to of it, swim against it—it's still happening, and we're in it.
2: <laughs> yep. Actually, I'd love to, yep. if you don't mind, um, this particular quote. In the book it says existence is vibration Uh, water is the mirror of the soul it has many faces formed by aligning itself with the consciousness of human beings what gives water its ability to reflect what is in people's souls in order to answer that question i would first like to make sure that you understand this fact existence is vibration the entire universe is in a state of vibration and each thing generates its own frequency which is unique All that I have to say in this book is based on this one fact. My years of research into water have taught me that this is the fundamental principle of the universe. It can be said in just three words, but for people who have never heard them, these are very difficult words to understand. You might think existence is vibration. Even this table, this chair, my body, how can everything that can be seen and touched be vibration? It is indeed difficult to believe that things that you can pick up with your hands and examine, things like wood, rocks, and concrete, are all vibrating. But now the science of quantum mechanics generally acknowledges that substance is nothing more than vibration. When we separate something into its smallest parts, we always enter a strange world where all that exists is particles and waves.
0: Mm-hmm. Love it! Thanks for Thank reading you. that. That rounds yeah. out everything, just beautiful. It
2: does. <laughs> of Rice, hey. Oh, love it. Thank you so You'd much. you it. Oh, so I good. love our conversations. That's why I yeah. had to get you on to record yeah. it because we always seem to go deep. <laughs> <laughs> <And> I'm like, <laughs> geez, humble. I wish everyone could hear this. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we you so much.
0: Mm. And thanks for sharing yeah, your that was lesson, good. Shannon, too, with everyone.
2: Oh, my pleasure. I'm always happy to share my journey. Always. What's
1: the next one? <laughs> oh, geez. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Actually, my next um thing I'm trying to work on is to meditate daily. I'm really struggling mm. to make time for that, but it's that's my next thing that I'm trying to add to my my jar of goodness. Nice.
1: Mm. Well, yeah. meditation is literally just finding time to be in the present moment so Mm. all you've got to do is look outside and stare at a leaf and admire it and you just meditated
2: okay i do that all the time so there you go turns (laughs) out you meditate (laughs) (laughs) turns out turns out
1: So the idea is to be able to do it for longer and longer and longer and then not have to find something to focus on, but simply just be able to drop into that present moment and have the awareness of the external. So there's lots of different stages that you can go through. But to take the pressure off yourself by going into meditate every day, you already are meditating every day. So mm-hmm. maybe put a different, a different experiment, the next one. So remember Mm. how I was saying it's better to be optimistic than pessimistic in these cases? Yeah. This is that optimistic thing. Mm. You already Mm. are, because you just created momentum just then. Rather Mm. than, oh fuck, I'm I'm really bad at this, I'm not doing it very well. You just went down a few rungs. Mm. Yeah. You just told the shit, you just told the moldy rice how moldy it is.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's all perspective, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. And the
0: words we choose to tell ourselves and believe. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, (gasps) Ah, and nothing, you know, in that in that thing that you just read as well, where it talks, where it was talking about everything, um, like existence is vibration. Of course, uh, it goes further on with that to talk about maybe not in that book, but in quantum physics, they talk about um, how like and, and nothing dies, like everything just transforms into a different existence. Like energy is energy and energy never dies. And Mm. so when you think about like um, someone planting the seeds and then the corn crops grow, and then the corn plant dies, but the corn lives on. Oh, sorry, the rice lives on, not the corn, the rice lives on. And then the rice goes into your jar. And then that jar, that jar of rice gets thrown in the bin, but that's mold and that feeds something. But what it also did was to create an emotion, which in you, that emotion now creates more emotion and creates life and love and more, more, more existence. And it just keeps going and going and going and going and going. So when you when you think about jars of rice that are fucking disgusting jars of rice or ignore jars of rice um, think about how everything needs to be transmuted back to love or that your intention is to transmute everything back to love and if you can think like that you're usually choosing the best next thing like you're usually going to be on a path of of the rightness as opposed to going oh am I doing it right you know like a lot of people are just like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. I don't know if I'm doing it right. I'm not really mm. getting any results. Fair, if yeah. you're continuing on that path of that next right, transmute it to love, you're doing it exactly right. That's all you have to do.
0: It's important. That's a big one. It's a great mm-hmm.
1: takeaway. Really We've cool. brought
0: it to the podcast.
1: Mm. Am I done? Do I, Can I send my bill now? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like I've just had a, a, a big therapy session, but it's been great. <laughs> I love it. Thank awesome.
0: you. <laughs> Such a good chat. I hope our listeners yeah. enjoyed as much as I have just being part yeah. of it. I feel like I've been watching a game of tennis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Thanks for having me. Love, witches.
2: Oh, I would love so our fun. listeners to try the experiment. It's super easy. Just you know, a tablespoon of rice in two jars and mm. a couple of labels, and off you go. Just yeah, it's really it's an interesting one to do. I think in front of kids too, just to show them the power of their words. Yeah, really. you can totally replicate that.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah. We might even release oh. this over on Turns Out She's Psychic. It's been great chat.
2: It has. <laughs> Loving nice. us.
0: Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. And thanks
1: we'll everyone. See you next
0: week. Bye. 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 We love bringing Turns Out She's Psychic to you each week at no cost. So if you like what you hear, please consider supporting the show by donating to our Patreon. We are a small operation researching, coordinating, and producing the show ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the costs of making the show.
1: As a thank you, we'll send you out some Tosby tattoos. We'll give you a Patreon shout-out on the podcast. There's a monthly live Q&A, competitions and giveaways, as well as special book and movie review bonus
0: episodes. For more details, please click the link in the show notes. Of course, if you want to get in touch, send us an email at tospsychic at gmail.com we welcome your ghost stories and any questions that you have for myself or tracy
1: and we'd love it if you left a review and shared the podcast with your friends and family and give us a follow on insta at turns Bye underscore she's psychic Bye-bye. bye